what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? What can we celebrate today? That is one of my favorite questions. I encourage you to write that one down and think about it. To get started today though, I want to invite you to think for a second about a time when you were younger and you were so excited, you just woke up with this expectancy, you wanted to just wake up and slay the day as they say, and just have fun and just explore and whatever that looked like for you. So some of the things that are coming to my mind as I invite you to think about this, I grew up in the country And I remember I had just gotten a brand new bike and I had this jean skirt, okay, that I thought was super cute and I would put it on and I would feel like Wonder Woman in this outfit. I think I had probably had some funny shoes or boots or maybe light up shoes at that point that I liked. (laughs) But I remember putting on a skirt and I was so excited to go get on this brand new bike because I imagined that this bike was a horse. And I know this is silly, but hear me out. I imagine this was a horse and I would ride it around the driveway. And even when you would brake, it had one of those brakes that were just on the pedals. And when you did that really fast, it would kind of sound like a horse where it goes, you know? So I would do this. I'd be in my jean skirt pretending like I was riding around in circles because I wanted to give my parents at the time subliminal messaging that I was ready to take horseback riding lessons. So I figured if I demonstrated my obsession, and I'm like seven, okay, so no judgment. (laughs) But I figured as I did this, they would see clearly she's ready for horseback riding lessons. And I even dressed the part, right? So hopefully this brings a smile to your face, but just to show you that we have this beautiful gift called our imagination. We legit have a whole imagination. We've got a whole nation up in between our ears. We've got our own board of directors. We've got, you know, our petty committee (laughs) that reads and judges things. You know, our lesser self shows up. We've got the edging our God out self. And we could give that a name, you know, just your ego self. We've got your higher self, like Superwoman that comes in and saves the day. We've got a lot going on up in between our ears. And depending on who we let run the show, we'll have a very different life experience and we'll feel very different because when we have a thought, we attach emotion to it, which means we put energy in motion and these are our feelings. And depending on how we feel, we either take some sort of action or we don't. And that can either move our life forward or set us back. And the interesting thing to note here is We are not our thoughts, but we're the thinker of our thoughts. So ultimately, it is on us to rewire our brain and create what they call a growth mindset. Or even, since I work with a lot of folks in business that are discovering their voice and how to 
really establish themselves as a brand and share their unique message and figure out what their signature offer is and all sorts of beautiful work, there can be this imposter syndrome when they're going through that process because they can start asking themselves, since I haven't arrived or since I haven't been doing this long enough or since I don't have years of experience and practice necessarily, who am I to be showing up and doing this and serving people in this way? I feel like an imposter, right? So our imagination can take us down some healthy tracks or not. And depending on how often we think something, thoughts can have a strong hold on our mind. And unless we're really trained at thinking about what we're thinking about and asking ourselves better questions and training our imagination to think on what is good, lovely, pure, noble, (laughs) right? Think on those things. There's a reason why we're given this instruction. Unless we do that and take that literally and seriously, we can really have some funky stuff going on in our soul. And this is why I suggest you thinking about your younger self, because your younger self loved uncertainty. In fact, your younger self probably chased it And your younger self was likely the happiest person in the world, most alive and the most productive. (laughs) When you think about all you accomplished because your mind was not blocked by protecting yourself, by buffering yourself against uncertainty, by thinking about all these scenarios that could happen, by getting all tripped out, I call it future tripping, getting all tripped out about a future that hasn't even happened yet and you're imagining bad situations happening, Not fun, not fun at all. But your younger self wouldn't do that. Your younger self, even if you've gone through crazy experiences, I know that I had a very traumatic and rough upbringing, but I still have these memories of who that uninhibited, fearless girl was that loved life and adventure. And you can channel that. And that's not crazy. You can do that. (laughs) So I want to give you some practical things on today to help you think differently about the imagination and how important this inner work is because all of this stuff, we can't necessarily see it as it's happening, but we see the results and evidence of it in our life. And we get out of life what we think we deserve. So when you were this young, fearless self, you believe that you deserve the world. I believe that I deserved a horse, okay? I was not thinking about big horse, big mess. I was not thinking about how much it would cost to have horseback riding lessons, how much work it would take to really learn how to ride a wild animal, right? (laughs) Or take care of one. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I'm like, they're beautiful. It looks so fun. I just want to do it, right? So I thought I deserved that, okay? But there would be other times where there's been so many things that I didn't think I deserved because of what I went through. An example could be my relationship history. I really had a lot of rough relationships because of a lot of hurt, a lot of betrayal, a lot of abandonment, a lot of shocking things that happened within the realm of relationships growing up. So that gave me this belief that I'm not worthy of love unless I'm high achieving, performing, sacrificing everything for other people and completely losing myself in the process, which led me to attract some really unhealthy stuff and not know how to walk through it because it's not what I deserved, but it's what I thought that I was deserving of. Okay, so that's an example. Or another one could be in the workplace. You might be having a pattern or a reoccurring theme of being in environments where you perform really well, but you're not 
invested in or it's not acknowledged or you're not promoted and it's just tiresome and worrisome to some degree for you because you keep investing all this time, energy, and some of the best of you into places that don't appreciate you and you have nothing to show for it. But that could be evidence that you were never called to those places. That actually there's fear about stepping into your talent and your capacity and what God put you on the earth to do. But that's more scary. So you just stick with what's comfortable and then make excuses about it. Spirit feel real talk. Okay. So just an example, but it's really important to let this belief land. We get out of life what we think we deserve. Not what we deserve, what we think we deserve. So using your imagination to serve you is the message that I encourage you to think about what does that look like? What does that mean for me? Because we can manufacture and train our minds to think a certain way. We can manufacture mindsets. We can practice a growth mindset, meaning I'm going to see God in this. I'm going to see and ask for the wisdom God is revealing in this. I'm not going to let life experience be my best teacher, but I'm going to navigate with wisdom and discernment. And we can practice that every day. So I would challenge or invite you to think that we are in a time of consciousness awakening, meaning we're thinking very differently than we've been patterned to think. Because to some degree, when we get used to something, when we get used to booking up our schedule and not having any quiet time for ourselves, when we get used to having the wrong people around us, we just expect that and we settle for it to some degree because we're comfortable. Or when we don't personally develop or invest in that, we can't think beyond where we're at, right? We're not training ourselves to do that. So it's hard to vision a different life and to take action towards that when we're not even allowing ourselves to think about it and process. So this internal game is really where it's at. And often surrounding yourself too with the right people because the right people, their expectations to some degree will become your expectations. So if you have people that don't expect out a lot, a lot, blah, 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 right? <laughs> if you have some people in your life that don't expect a lot out of life, that could rub off on you and you might start lowering your expectations. So you really, 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 really might benefit from looking at this kind of work. So here's something that I want to share. There is two examples of consciousness awakening. One is where we're at right now, where there's things that are happening outside of our control that we didn't expect. It didn't come in the way or the time that we wanted. We would have never wanted this. It's not what we pictured. Some people have a stronger capacity to walk through this than others. But I would still present that it's a time to awaken, a time to think differently, a time to show up differently, a time to reevaluate, a time to be productive with the things that you're called to, a time to readjust your schedule, a time to realign relationships. Maybe some people need to be on the balcony in your life and not in your house with you, right? It's very interesting. And this isn't something that was created by you but it's something that is affecting you and you have the opportunity to process in a healthy way and with God. Now, my other example would be a time where likely you've been getting wisdom, but because you weren't listening to it or submitting (laughs) or responding with obedience, there was something that probably happened that was a wake-up call and it was a really painful experience. 
Now, I won't say that God causes these things, but I do believe that God allows them to happen to teach us. And sometimes I'm sure God also knows that that's the only way that we'll wake up. So I've had several of these through life experience because, like I said, I didn't have a lot of guidance or covering, you know, and a lot of people speaking wisdom into me in the early years, which is why I love stuff like this so much. So I had to use experience to teach me. And there can be a lot of pain that comes from just learning through experience, which is what I love helping people do is cut that learning curve, okay? But there was a time where I literally broke two radial bones, one in each of my wrists, and this was in graduate school. I was on a thesis film shoot, and I did it while doing a round-off back handspring. (laughs) Oh my goodness, and mind you, I am an adult, right? Fully mature adulting in a really interesting space in my life, but I was getting a lot of messages to slow down that I wasn't listening to, and I kept saying, I need a break, I need a break, I need a break, and I remember when I did this round off back handspring that I heard an audible voice before I knew what the audible voice of God was that just said as I was doing the back handspring, this is the break that you need. And I'm like, what the, as I'm doing the back handspring. Now on the outside, it didn't look like anything had happened, but I knew something was really, really shifting in my life. I do also believe that your body goes into shock when that happens, so that hadn't set in yet either. But I knew that it was beyond whatever just happened there. This was beyond breaking my wrist, but it was a physical break because unless I was limited physically, I would have kept pushing myself. That was evident in how I was showing up. So that time became one of my biggest seasons of having to slow down But then I accelerated like I've never accelerated in my life. Like I literally was the first person done with the film (laughs) in film school. I completed a professional life coaching program that I had been resisting at the time and was full of energy and absolutely loved it. I had finished this internship that I was doing. I was very productive on a job that I was doing at the time. Everything shifted and it was never what I imagined, but it was because I slowed down and I let that break be the break that I needed because I heard that voice. I knew it wasn't permanent and I knew I was going to awaken through this experience and I allowed that to happen. So two examples. One is something that's not happening, but we can choose to view it and invite God into it and see how God wants to work with us in this time. Another is when we run and keep running, a lot of times we learn through being blocked or stopped in some way or encountering some kind of loss. That's not always how it happens, but a lot of times it is when we forsake wisdom. So just wanted to hold that up for you. But here are some practical things so that you can get your mind, your imagination working with you. These are some ideas that I have for you. I've got three of them if you want to take some notes. Structure (laughs) is the name of the game here. And I know as somebody that really grew up with a lot of structure, but who is also creative and was not really given the space to explore that, I've learned the value of structure to help me be more creative. Structure actually gives me freedom, and that's what I want to invite you to think. Structure is not a bad word. It actually gives you a framework to create within and help people really receive what you have to serve and to offer them, okay? What you have to give them, not serve. 
<laughs> you get it. All right. So number one is a lot of high functioning growth mindsets, imaginative people that are visionaries review their goals one time a week, at least. This could be Sundays for you. I personally like taking a look daily and seeing where I'm at and reworking my schedule every day to chase after goals. Um, but the important thing is, is that you're doing it not just once a year, but weekly. Number two is asking better questions to yourself and even giving yourself journal prompts to help you mine your soul. Because if you're not trained to ask yourself questions, this can be really awkward in the beginning. So for example, with folks in business, and you might wanna write these down, I dropped some gold with them this week. But for folks in business, a lot of times when they're thinking about who do I really wanna work with and my avatar and getting clear on that, something that's helpful is coming up with your top five testimonials that you want to have as part of your story, part of your business story. Write them out as if they're real to you. What is the impact that you wanna have on people? What's an example of where they start with you and after working with you, where they get? Or another great one, what are a 100 reasons why somebody would be blessed to work with you as their, whatever it is, as their marketing professional, as their coach, as their mentor, as their insurance agent, whatever it is for you, write that list out. But these are ideas of how you can ask better questions because your imagination will go to work for you, okay? And suddenly, all of this stuff that you used to focus on will not be acceptable to you anymore. Another great resource, and this is not an ad, but there is an app. I'm on an iPhone, but it's called the Prompted Journal. And this is just an opportunity for you to reflect every day. So if you're not currently journaling, that's a great one. It's called the prompted journal. And then number three is just asking yourself, how can I use my imagination to serve me? How do I need, how can I shift this energy that I have in motion? Is God a part of what I'm doing? How can I invite God into this? How can I see God's heart? for me, for this situation, for this time, whatever that is, and inviting that to be a prayerful time in your word. That's what I would encourage you to do too, because we really win when we're leading with our heart, not our head. A lot of the work that we do with this inner game stuff to get spirit filled is stopping our mind. Stop leaning on your own understanding. Stop processing things and start trusting and allowing God and his spirit to flow through you. Like you are, think about it this way, you are a hollow bamboo, but God can only flow through you if you get all of your gunk out of the way, if you become hollow. So a lot of times it's getting these thoughts, getting these beliefs, getting these emotions, getting this anxiety, getting this um, doubt, getting this double-mindedness, whatever it is, getting really clear and unapologetic about taking a good look at your soul and giving that to God and then letting him do work through you and praying and declaring his word, okay? So a bonus exercise, something that I love doing. I have the God's Vibes Matter devotional. That's a great one if you have no clue where to start. It's really a 30-day journey of divine encounters and starting to build your relationship with God. But something that I've done to even simplify that further over the years is this 20-20-20 rule. So making sure that you at least give yourself an hour a day, because if you don't have an hour for you a day, you don't have a life <laughs> and you need to make this happen. 
But 2020 could look like this. For 20 minutes, you literally on a piece of paper brain dump all of the things, all of the things that are on your mind that are blocking you. You're not gonna go back and reread this just for 20 minutes, put a timer on your phone and brain dump. For the next 20, get into your word and see where God is leading you, what he's speaking to you. Oftentimes he's speaking to what you just wrote on that paper, but receiving that daily bread from God. And then the last 20 would be declaring God's truth, interceding and praying. Okay. So 2020, 20, I had a friend say, okay, so I'm going to dump, I'm going to read and declare. So if you need that dump, read, declare, but the 2020, 20 is a great way to really honor at least an hour of time with yourself to start seeing what's going on. What are you imagining? Is it serving you? Do you feel like a child because unless we come become like a child we can't enter the kingdom and if you want to enter the kingdom so that you can bring a heavenly perspective and if you want to bring heaven to earth that's something that you practice it doesn't just happen okay so i hope this was a beautiful invitation to start looking at your mind differently and start seeing how you can dream again, how you can create again, and how you can use that nation in your mind to serve you. Who do you want on your board of directors? Who do you want speaking into your life and your circumstances? How do you want to feel? What is the impact that you want to have on people? How will the world know that you are here? Are you making a difference and what does that mean to you? These are examples of when you do this work, you start asking these questions and you start getting a whole different imagining process in flow and you get really, really awesome answers that feel good and get you into inspired action. All right, so I would love your guys' feedback. That's all I have for you today, but feel free. It would honor me so much if you would go and you would like the podcast, if you would rate the podcast, if you would give me some comments. That would be amazing. And then also, if you are unaware, you're new, we have a Facebook group, which you can find. I put a link under the podcast notes. And then you can also visit julianapage.com for the different books that are available that can help guide your journey about reclaiming your spiritual authority or how to co-create and co-labor with God or how to even have a sweet devotional time that you delight in and you look forward to every day. So there's those great resources. There's resources about all of the consulting work that I offer and even a self mastery course and doing different keynotes and workshops and training. So if any of that is something that has been on your heart, go take a look at julianapage.com. And until next time, everybody stay blessed. Take care.